Amen. Are you excited tonight that he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Amen. And his name is Jesus and he's mine. Amen. I'm so thankful for that. It's not just the angel's job to be a herald. For it was Anna when they found Jesus there in the temple that she said, I'm going to tell everybody. I want to read what the scripture says. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. What was she doing? She was excited and she was going to tell somebody that everything she had been waiting for now had come. Amen. And she was going to tell somebody. Amen. I'm so thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight with God's people. Amen. It's so good to be here tonight. Amen. While you're standing, if you would turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Amen. Luke chapter 2, begin reading at verse 8. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation tonight. They're going to have it up there for you. Amen. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. I'm thankful that not only just to have church on Wednesday night, but in all of the crazy hustle and bustle and all that's going on, that there's a place we can find refuge. Amen. And come into the house of the Lord and be refreshed. Amen. Luke chapter 2 verse 8 says, That night in a field near Bethlehem, shepherds were watching over their flocks. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God. And the shepherds were terrified. But the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news. The most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, everywhere. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by this miraculous sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in the feeding trough. Then all at once in the night sky, a vast number of glorious angels appeared. The very armies of heaven. And they all praised God singing. Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. We've been discussing the gifts of Christmas, and tonight I want to talk to you on this subject, a good hope given. A good hope given. You can be seated tonight. There was a young boy who was a part of his church's Christmas program, and his mother had been working with him Every day because he had a line to say in this production. And so it was that the little boy would stand there with his mother and repeat after her. It is I. Don't be afraid. It is I. Don't be afraid. 
And over and over again, he would repeat those words. It is I. Don't be afraid. And he thought that he had it. He thought that it was there. His mother thought that he had it and that it was there. Until it came time for the production and the young boy stepped out from behind the curtain. And it was time for him to say his line. It is I, don't be afraid. But as that young boy began to look across the crowd and see all the faces and all the phones and cameras that were out and to see all the lights that were shining right on him as it was his time to literally shine. And that young boy said, it is me and I am scared. You don't have to be afraid tonight. Because of this good hope given. If we are to look at hope and we hear the word hope, we realize that especially in this season, hope is really not missing. Hope is probably more alive in the month of December than it is any other time of the year. Our children are filled with hope. I hope I get this toy for Christmas. I hope I get to see Santa Claus. I hope I get the dollhouse or the action figure. I hope I get a bicycle. Even the young people, I hope for a new camera. I hope I get a new computer or a cell phone. Adults hope that they can afford all of those hopes. And they hope that their family can act peaceably. They hope that somebody bakes some goodies. Hope is very much alive. But the problem is our hope is on things that are temporal. Our hope is a simple wish. That kind of hope is fun. It's adventurous to sit and think about all the things that you would like. But that kind of hope quickly diminishes when troubles or hardships come our way. Because though we hope it will be that way, we see reality. And reality says there is no way I can get everyone the perfect gift. There is no way that Santa Claus can get me all of these things that I have actually asked for. And even us sometimes come into the house of God and have that mentality in our mind. There is no way that God can actually answer This prayer. Because though we hope it will be that way, we see that it's not always that easy. The problem is we have misunderstood hope. For Webster's definition of hope and God's definition of hope are not the same thing. Webster defines hope to cherish a desire with anticipation. To want something to happen or to be true. I hope I get a raise. I hope that things change. It's, it's nothing more than me simply wishing. I hope this preacher doesn't take too long tonight. This is me wanting. This is not any different than me wishing on a star tonight. Oh, I hope, I hope, I hope. We know all about that hope. But tonight I want us to take a glimpse at another hope. 
This hope is available to each of us here tonight. Even though we feel hurt and broken, and at times we feel hopeless, we can obtain this hope because of who He is. We can obtain this hope because the angel said so. That the good news that I'm bringing to you tonight is for everyone everywhere. So when he said, I have a good hope that is given to the sons of men, I understand there is a hope that I can obtain that is not a hope that this world understands. Because you see, hope is not just something he offers. Hope is who he is. Hope is in his very nature. Hope is in his name. Hope is in everything that he does. Hope is wrapped up in who he is. And hope is what he gives. Not only then, but he gives it tonight and he's going to give it tomorrow. You're not hopeless. Today you can find hope. Tomorrow when you get the bad report or next week when everything else seems to be falling apart, you can find hope next week. You can find hope next month. As long as there is breath in your body and God is still alive and well, which he is, there is hope to be found and hope that can be obtained. And it is because of that that I can still have hope. But preacher, it's hard to say we have hope when we see loss. It's hard to say that we have hope when this situation that I'm in right now is everything but grand. It's hard to have hope when my family is falling to pieces and, and when it seems like our world just can't seem to get on the same page and brother hates brother and, and the, the world is in chaos. Where is hope? Can hope be found? I, I'd like to believe you, preacher, but I've I've hoped for some things and I haven't received them. I've hoped that God would do something and truly he hasn't done it yet. But if my hope is only present when I want something, that is not hope. Oh, it's the world's definition of hope. That's Webster's definition of hope. But that's not what God's definition of hope is. If hope is only something I have while God is giving me all of the answers, that is not hope. When nothing is going my way, it's really easy to lose hope. When what I want is nowhere to be in the realm of possibility, hope seems to be very absent. Some of us have some things we hope we get for Christmas or any day of the year for that matter. But the truth is we will never receive that which we have hoped for. When we really think about it, the hopes that we have for some of these things are kind of just crazy dreams. Some of us hope that we have a $100,000 vehicle someday. Some of us hope that we live in the grandest house, in the grandest neighborhood someday. But the truth is, for some of us, you, you lay your head at night hoping for that, but you realize that's probably not going to happen. And because of that, you begin to lose hope. And you begin to say, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna aim for higher goals any longer. I'm, I'm gonna lower my standards and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna settle. 
Well, you see, that's a dangerous mentality because God's saying, I'm not wanting you to settle. I'm wanting you to shift your hopes to this hope. I'm wanting you to separate the, the things that are of this world, and I want you to get your mind on things that are above. I want you to take this hope that we've been talking about, and I want you to know that there is a gift that I'm giving you that is a hope greater than that hope. Some of us have these things that we hope for, and because of it doesn't happen, hope becomes dim, and hope will eventually die, because that hope is not this good hope that was given that night many years ago. Shepherds who were not there to hear the angels speak to Mary, you know, that that would be easy if they were in on that scene when the angel visits Mary and tells of what is going to happen months down the road. But these shepherds were not there that night. The shepherds were doing what they do all the time. They were abiding in the field watching their flocks by night. These shepherds only knew what God had done. In this season, God had been silent. In this season, up until now, God really seemed nowhere to be found. For 400 plus years, there was a division there. And so we, we liked it, man, those shepherds, they just, they just had it all together. Just, it was perfect scenario. No, it wasn't. They were just going about life, doing everything they were supposed to do, continuing their, their life every day, just knowing in the back of their mind that while hope probably had diminished in them, hope probably was very dim in that moment because it had been 400 years. But God said, oh, no, 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 that hope is diminishing, but I'm about to give a brand new hope. I'm about to give something else that this world cannot give. I'm about to put something in these shepherds that are going to forever change their life. The hope that their people and their family once had, no doubt, was tested. Because after all, it's been so long since we've heard the voice of God. Sure, we know the prophecies. Sure, we know what was foretold. But that hasn't happened, preacher. We know all the things that God is supposed to do. We know the promises that he's given us. But that has not happened yet. And at this point, it is looking very unlikely. Until suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared. And now, all of a sudden, the light of hope that was diminishing is now being reignited by an angel who came with good news and said with a radiant splendor lighting up the dark that they were currently living in with the blazing glory of God. I love that. That angel didn't just show up all meek and mild and quiet. The angel came and just lit up the darkness where they were at and said, I've come to give you good tidings of great joy. It's for everybody everywhere. I know where you're at is in darkness. Not just literally watching your flock by night, but you, shepherd, have been in darkness for 400 years. Your family has been in darkness. Your world has been in darkness. And now this blazing glory, this good news that I'm sharing with you is a hope that I am giving you that things are about to be different different. Everything's about to change. The hope that we mentioned earlier is like shooting in the dark. 
It's throwing pennies in a wishing well, believing with a sense of realization that while I would like it to come true, I understand it's probably not going to happen. If you are not hoping for something that seems a little bit out of reach and you are content with something you could accomplish or receive on your own, then perhaps you are not getting the big picture. If you're hoping for something you can do, that's not the hope that God is talking about. If you're hoping to do something for God that really doesn't require that much of you, that's not the hope that God is talking about. God is talking about, I'm coming to do something for you you cannot do for yourself. I'm coming as a babe into this manger because I'm going to die for you someday and I'm going to redeem you. I'm a rescuer. I've come to save you from where you've at. That's the hope that I've come to give you tonight. You say, well, that's not, that's not for me. That's for so-and-so. They, they, they've been in this a lot longer than I have. Or, you know, we're just shepherds. We're just servants. We're just out here watching sheep. That, that you must have meant to go to the king's house. He's down the road. You must have meant to be at the temple. That's, that's way down there. You're, you're at the wrong place angel angel said oh no it's for everyone everywhere it doesn't matter where they are it doesn't matter if they're in the bar it doesn't matter if if they're at home it doesn't matter if they're in the alleyway hung out on drugs it's for everybody i want to tell you this hope that i'm bringing is for everybody when they feel like hope is gone hope is just now showing up to the scene when hope begins to diminish that's that hope a new hope is coming to take place and it's for everybody Wishing hope is something we are all born with. You watch a baby watching someone eat an ice cream cone. They don't even know what it is yet. And they're drooling and their eyes are big and they're reaching for it. They're hoping to get a bite. They're hoping to get in on some of that action. We're born with that kind of hope. We're born with that wishful thinking. We're born hoping just maybe, just maybe this might be my day. Some of us have bought lottery tickets and scratch off just hoping that we're going to be a millionaire someday. We've made investments and we've taken on jobs just thinking something was going to change in our favor. But all the time we're just shooting in the dark, hoping aimlessly when God says, you don't have to do that anymore. If you would put your hope in me and you would put your hope in things that are eternal, then every time you throw something, it's going to land somewhere. Every time you invest in my kingdom, it's going to get you somewhere. Every time you get down on your knees and pray, it's going to mean something. Because now I've shown up and I've come to give you a reason to live. The hope I'm talking about tonight is not some mere wishful thinking. It is a gift. It's a gift to everyone and everywhere. God's definition of hope is this. The word used in our Bible for hope is el peace. This hope means to wait With joy and full confidence. That's what God's definition of hope is. That I am going to wait with joy and full confidence. That I'm not shooting in the dark. It may not land right when I throw it. It may not happen right when I let go of it. But when I do let go of it, 
I'm going to sit there and I'm going to wait with joy. And I'm going to wait full of confidence, not that my throw was perfect, not that the thing that I did was perfect, but because of whom my hope was in, I know everything's going to be all right. I know that everything's going to make sense at the end of the day because I know in whom I have believed. It's not waiting in wonder. It's not waiting in fear. It's not waiting with questions and sadness, but I'm waiting in joy. My, if we could grasp that, that while I'm waiting, I'm going to wait in joy. God, it, ha- it hasn't happened. I-, I did. I prayed that prayer a long time ago. You gave me that promise a long time ago, and it would be easy to lose hope. But that's not the hope that we're talking about here. It would be easy to lose that kind of hope. But when you're waiting with joy and a confidence and an expectation that God is going to do something, then when it happens, you're going to say, yes, look, look what God has done. He, he finally showed up. He did what he said he would do. And I'm so thankful I never lost that hope to wait with full confidence that everything is going to be all right. Old song says, I lean on you, Lord. I lean on you. When I don't know just what to do, I've got faith he's going to see me through. Uh huh. He supplies my every need. I lean on you. That's hope. Another one said, time is filled with swift transition. None on earth unmoved can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal and then hold to God's unchanging hand my hope is not in men tonight my hope is not even in family and friends and loved ones my hope cannot even be in this building we call the church my hope has got to be in him my hope has got to be anchored completely in him and who he is and what his blood does and what his name does I've got to know that when I pray in the name of Jesus it's not me simply hoping wishing something's going to happen but it is me hoping waiting with expectancy that God is going to move Hope and trust are not me having confidence that everything is going to go the way I think it should go. But I show I have hope beyond this present world when things do not go the way I thought they would go. And yet I praise Him anyways. When everything is not panning out the way that I thought it would pan out, but I still say, okay, God... I'm going to continue waiting with joy. I'm going to continue waiting with joy because I know that my hope is going to produce something greater in the end than what I thought that I wanted. But you see, we're, we're going this way and saying, well, well, I hope this happens and I hope this happens. And God moves us away from those dreams and those ambitions. And we don't really know where we're going, but we say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to keep walking and following after you. And when we get to where God is calling us to be, we can look back at our hopes and our dreams and our desires that we used to have and say, thank God you changed my direction. Thank God you closed that door. Thank you, God, that you stopped me on my track and pulled me because who knows where I would be today if I would have continued going, following my hope and not your hope. Hope 
is when I can still have this kind of hope against all hope. Hope can be an expectation of evil, unfortunately. That is one of the definitions of hope in the Word of God. It's an expectation of evil. Odds will be stacked against me. Reports will come my way that I'm not ready for. There will be long periods of silence that fill some of my days. All of those things that are stacked against me seem so negative and seem so harmful. And and we experience those things. Have you ever experienced where it seemed like God just wasn't talking back to you and answering? Well, let me see a show of hands. Have you ever hoped that, that something was changing, but it just seemed like everything was stacked against you? Those things happen. And when they happen, that becomes what we equate with hope. Well, everything I hope for just turns to dust. Everything I hope for just falls through the cracks. Everything I hope for just slips away. And so when that happens, that hope that we had over here is soon gone. But I still have hope. This is a different translation. That means an expectation of good. Romans 4 and 18 in the NIV says, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. And so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. You got that? Against all hope, against the negative report, against all odds, against that negative side of hope. He had hope and believed and so became. How did that happen? How did he become? Because he had hope. And he believed. The passion says it like this. Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. Even when the odds may be stacked against you, even when everything is falling apart, even when it seemed like all hope is gone, you can still have hope and you can still wait in confidence and you can still take God at his word and believe that he's going to do everything he said he's going to do. So the odds are getting stacked against you. So all the trouble are coming and the promise of God seems so far away you stand on the word of God and you look it in the eye and say you may be stacking up against me but I'm looking beyond you to the word he already gave me I'm looking beyond this hope to that hope I'm looking to the hope that he gave me many years ago when he came and that's the hope that I'm clinging to tonight Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word. And as a result, he became the father of many nations. What would happen tonight if you took God at his word? If you quit complaining and arguing and and belly aching and and doubting and, and, and keeping this hope fire burning and God saying, let that die. That that's never going to happen. That wish is never going to come true. Why don't you just embrace what I have for you? 
Why don't you just take me at my word and know everything's going to be all right? You see, this kind of hope doesn't just sit back believing God can. This kind of hope sits back expecting that God will. I know it's been a long time. I know, old shepherd, you're not getting any younger. I know the odds are stacked against you. I know it's been hundreds of years since we have really heard or experienced anything to do with God. Oh, but tonight could be the night everything changes. I don't keep hope simply because everything always goes the way I want it to go. But hope comes and is real when I can say I have confidence that everything is going to go the way he wants it to go. That everything may not be the way I want it to go, but everything is going to be the way he wants it to go. First Corinthians 15 and 19 in the Passion says, If the only benefit of our hope in Christ is limited to this life on earth, we deserve to be pitied more than all others. What's he saying? He said, if I put all my investments and all my hopes and all my ambitions and all my dreams right here, then I am of all men most miserable. But there is a hope that I can put in somebody else. It is a hope that's, that didn't just happen. It didn't just show up. It's a hope that God gave us that we can obtain and we can hold on to. Scripture says in Acts chapter 2, Brother Andrew's got this as well. Acts 2 and 26 says you can rest in hope. Romans 4 and 18 says you can believe in hope. Romans 12 and 12 says you can rejoice in hope. Romans 15 and 13 says you can abound in hope. Hebrews 6 and 11 says there is an assurance of hope. First Peter 1 and 3 said it is a lively hope. Second Thessalonians 2 says it is a good hope. Hebrews 7:19 said there is a better hope. First Thessalonians 1:3 says there is a patience of hope. Titus 2 and 13 says we are looking for that blessed hope. Hope is not just a wish. Hope is not me aimlessly praying and aimlessly searching. Hope is something far greater. It's a lively hope. It is a good hope. It is a better hope. I wonder tonight, can any of you use some of that hope tonight? That the hope that you've been praying with and the hope that you've been going to God with just isn't working out the way that it used to work. But you said, God, I'm back again tonight praying. I'm back again in your house tonight. I didn't come expecting a message like this. But God, I need hope right now. I need a hope that is beyond this present world. I need a hope that's going to do something for me. I need a hope that I can trust and sit back and wait with the confidence. And I need a hope that I can look forward from this place and see that we are looking for that blessed hope that there's coming a day where every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess where the reason I've been living this way is going to all make sense and the reason that I was born again is going to all make sense and the reason I've been feeling this stirring in my spirit the way I have is 
going to all make sense because the trump is going to sound and we're going to enter into your presence and you're going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thank you so much for shifting your hope from the things of this world to things that are eternal. So many people think that because hope is alive in them, that they're, they're getting somewhere. But you see, they're hoping in all of the wrong things. They're hoping for all of the wrong things. They are just hoping that something is going to magically happen and it, they don't have to do anything. They, it's just going to happen. But God's saying, oh no, I'm giving you this gift. You don't have to quit. You don't have to keep going through this life like you've been going. Shepherd, I know you're toiling each night and I know you've been weary and I know that you've been watching these sheep every day and you feel like nothing is changing. But I've come to tell somebody tonight, everything's fixing to change. Everything is fixing to, if we, We either believe that he's the same God today that he was then, or we just, we, we read the Christmas story like another book. Well, well, that was then. He came then. And that, you know, we, we celebrate that at Christmas. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. If he was that baby in a manger then, and he was my savior on the cross the day that he died, and he was my savior the day he rose again and redeemed me, that's the same God that we're worshiping here tonight. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a made up story, but he still is offering that same hope to people. Tonight, to everyone, everywhere, amen, take God at his word. All of my hope is in Jesus. The psalmist said, for thou art my hope, O Lord God. Paul said, Jesus Christ is our hope. He understood it. That when that baby came and the, the, the angel gave that word that I've come to give you peace and a good hope. It wasn't just a word spoken. It wasn't hope as in a wish. It wasn't, I'm going to put something in you now that's going to have you desiring all kinds of crazy things. No, he said, I've given you this gift here in this season that is a hope that everything you've been waiting for, everything you've heard about, all the prophecies, Isaiah's prophecy, is now being fulfilled. And you're getting to see it and be a part of it. And now, walk in it. Leave this place. Go find where the baby is at. That's going to be your sign. And you're going to know that I'm not just talking nonsense to you tonight. You're going to literally see hope. You're going to see a rescuer. You're going to see your savior. If we could grasp that tonight as Paul did and say, he is my hope. Jesus Christ is my hope. When the world is looking around saying, well, well, what's the use? There seems to be no hope. That's where you stand and say, no, there is hope. But the hope that you're talking about and the hope that God is offering are not the same thing. Because he is offering himself. He's saying, if you will live in me and walk with me, I will be your God and you shall be my people. If you will let me take you on and put my name upon you, then you are going to be an heir of salvation. If you will just let me do in you what I want to do and put your hope in me, your life can forever be changed. 
I can have an unshakable hope today. Because I know of a certainty it is God who has the final say of my life. It is not my past. It's not my present failure. It's not the people around me. It's not my boss. It's not my family. It's not anybody else but God. Scripture says not even the grave has the final say of my life. Whatever God says is going to be, that's what's going to be. So why not put my hope in the author and the finisher of my faith? Why not put my hope in the one who said, if you'll just let me get started. He who hath begun a good work in you is faithful to perform it until the end. Why would I not want to put my hope in somebody like that? Who said he would be a friend when I'm friendless. Who said he would lay his life down a ransom so that I could be freed from sin. But today I can choose to have hope. Today I can put my hope and build my hope on things eternal. Let's all stand. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. We've all heard that. Meaning, well, I have hope that a positive occurrence will happen. But I also am readying myself for a negative outcome. Oh, I hope this is going to happen, but I'm going to prepare like it's not. We may not say that phrase all the time because it is kind of a, a negative tone. But sometimes we live that way. I'm going to hope in, in church on Sunday night, bless God. And I'm going to give it all to Jesus. Take the will, Lord. I turn it over. But then on Monday, I'm going to prepare like it ain't going to happen. I'm going to prepare like nothing's really changing. This mindset is for people whose hope is a little bit shaky. But tonight I challenge you to make that hope twofold. I am going to hope for the best. And I'm going to prepare for the best. Because if I'm putting my hope in Him, then I'm going to get back good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over of what I put in. If I put that seed in the ground and I let it die, then it's going to come back a full crop and I'm going to have more seeds and more abundance and more hope. If I sow joy, I'm going to reap joy. If I sow hope, I'm going to reap hope. So now tonight, I'm taking it in my hands and I'm saying, okay, God, I'm going to hope for the best and I'm going to prepare for the best. Every time I pray, I'm going to pray with expectation. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to sit back and watch with joy. I'm going to come to church smiling, saying this could be the day that everything changes. This could be the day I break through. This could be the day that my baby walks in the back doors and runs to the altar and lifts their hands and gets filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm not just hoping wishfully. I'm hoping with faith. I'm hoping with joy. I'm hoping with confidence this is a good hope this is a better hope this is a hope that I can trust Christmas begins what Easter celebrates the child in the cradle became the king on the cross and because he did 
I have hope today. His coming was part of his dying. And his dying was the reason I'm living. He didn't tell me to clean up before you come in. He said, come in and I will clean you up. The presence of Christ is a present to you. So it's with that tonight that we say thank you, God, for that hope. Thank you for being hope. Thank you for being Emmanuel, God with us so that he could literally be a gift of hope. And because his desire was to be Jesus Christ in us, he is the hope of glory. You have something inside of you tonight that the world didn't give and the world can't take it away. That hope that you have tonight was not given by Wall Street. It wasn't given by your banker. It wasn't given as an inheritance from your mom and your dad. It was something that happened a long time ago in a field on a dark night when an angel came and said, I've got some good news to bring. I've come to give you peace and a good hope. Are you thankful for that good hope tonight? Come on, why don't you praise Him for just a moment and say thank you for that hope, God, that's not shaking. God, I'm thankful, Lord, that I can lean on You when I don't know what to do. God, that I can trust in You that everything is going to be all right. Thank You, God, for my hope that is in You. Oh, I'm thankful, God, that it's that hope that keeps me going every day when I wake up tomorrow let me walk in that hope let me walk knowing that against all hope I can have hope because of whom I have believed amen amen don't just hear it tonight receive it and walk in it the rest of this week and say God when I pray I'm going to have an expectancy that you're going to do something. I'm not going to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. But God, if I'm hoping in you, then I know that what I have hoped for is going to happen. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Amen. When your heart and your desires begin to be after God, well, you, God will give me the desires of my heart. I've been hoping. I've been wishing. I've, yeah. But you got to shift that focus. You got to put your hope in Him and on Him and say, that's the hope that you gave me. That's the hope that you gave me. And I want to see what just happens in my life the rest of this year. I want to see what happens the rest of this holiday season. If the next several weeks, I could just shift my focus and say, God, I'm going to be real honest. I've put too much hope in my bank account. I've put too much hope in my leaders. I've put too much hope in other people. And God, I truly haven't put my hope in you like I need to. But God, you said... You said in your word, it was a hope that was given to everybody everywhere. And so God, I'm somewhere tonight. I'm in a bad place tonight. I'm in a hard place tonight. But God, against all hope, I'm going to have hope.
against all odds, I'm going to continue trusting you and waiting and watching with joy. That's hard to do because we don't like to wait anyways. But to wait with joy. When's the last time you saw somebody waiting with joy? Maybe some of you, when you click buy on Amazon, you, you're expecting with joy that it's going to show up at the front door. Some of you need to start getting excited when you ask God for something and say, it's, it's going to show up at my door any day now. He sent a preacher to give you a tracking number tonight to tell you it's on the way. If you put your hope in him and, and you've got the right motives and the right desires and, and you've been praying, God, whatever you will, whatever you desire, whatever you want for my life, then it's on the way. Look at your neighbor, say it's on the way. Look at your other neighbor, say it's a good hope. Amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Love somebody. Amen. Tell them thank you for being in the house of the Lord. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. Amen.